Yo, what's up, everybody? It's another episode of Did I Play That? What's going on? <laughs> this is Chris and Rod with episode, what is this, episode three? Uh, it might be 5,000. We've been doing this for 10 years. We've been, oh, man, what a time to be alive. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yo, what's going on, guys? This is episode three on uh, Should I Play That? And it's uh, March the 15th. Releasing on a Friday, so anyone that's listening live or listening as this uploads, once again, many thanks. People that are listening after that, I still appreciate you too. Thanks, thanks, oh, yeah. thanks for the love. You, you, you might be catching up when we're on episode 500. You know, you might, you might, you might have wanted to listen to us from the very beginning. Jeez, I haven't. Yo, that's some meta talk right now. I haven't even thought about that. Yes, hi, future self. <laughs> so, anyways, this is a gaming podcast uh just all around we talk about what's going on in the news what we've been playing and just you know we just sit back and just relax this is what it's all about nothing too super serious it's just two guys just chilling talking about what we love yep just hanging out talking about some cool media that we enjoy that we consume um you know kick back drink some whiskey if you're not of age i don't know drink a kool-aid i guess um oh yeah we we gotta shout out the ones you know under 21 yeah drinking your kool-aids and uh and sprites sprites so sprite no just a small tangent sprite actually released like a like a sprite like lemonade it's It's like sprite it's like sprite lime something and isn't sprite lime already it's lemon lime isn't it exactly so buying it i was like yo sprite has a new flavor like this thing has to be wild Uh uh-huh I took a sip and it's just Sprite. It's just Sprite. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Yo, it's they just... got me. I got got. <laughs> there was a Coke. There was a something like that that happened with Coke. I, I'll have to look it up later. I can't remember it. But yeah, it was like a big gotcha essentially to everyone. They released a flavor, like a different flavor of Coke, I believe, and everyone thought it was going to be super different, and it came out, and it was just, it was just Coke, it was just regular Coke. Um, but yeah, good job. It, there's a correlation there too. Sprite is owned by Coke, right? <laughs> they know what they're doing. Mm, they're experienced. Mm. So, so, anyways, how we like to start off the show after our, you know, introductions and shoutouts and everything is, uh, we like to just start off the show with wrapping up what we've been playing this week. So, Rod, what you been playing, man? Well, I played a little bit of the Tetris ninety nine tournament that they had last weekend and the maximus tournament i believe it was called and it was brutal it was absolutely brutal i think i finished like the highest i finished was maybe place 23 or 24 or something that's still really good Uh, like you were literally playing with all of the tetris tryhards yeah (laughs) i I really was uh, to be honest and and i thought that it might have been i was thinking like maybe i'm just awful at tetris i've been awful my entire life and uh turns out well that that is probably true uh (laughs) it was made even more obvious because everyone else was saying the same thing like i was on reddit and they were you know talking in in various different threads about like you know oh man it's it's very hard out here right now for like like the the difficulty has been ratcheted up and i have been playing tetris 99 kind of off and on i think i've spoke about it a little bit on the show already 
but I didn't really know what I was doing fully. <laughs> and this was a really great crash course onto what this game was. So just really briefly, it's a battle royale, but with Tetris. And that's an insane combination, but uh, I they have a they have different modes of of attacking people. Like you can actually attack players. You can send garbage, what they call garbage lines um, that you create on your board. You send them over to another person's board, and you can attack people who are attacking you. You can go after people and just straight up KO them. Um, you can go after badges, and badges. Are, uh, help multiply the garbage lines that you send so that helps and you get badges by KOing other players so sometimes you'll want to like try to get badges from other players uh, by by killing them and um there might be another one that I cannot remember there's another there's a fourth option but yeah it's it's a really like innovative kind of strategy between like you know flicking between the different modes of attack and then also kind of just playing regular-ass Tetris, which is, you know, spoiler, really fun. So it's it, it was really cool. I didn't win any games, so no $10. I was going to say, yo, people were fighting hard for that $10 credit. Yeah, they, they really were. They really were. Like, I would say majority of the time – I mean, there were some games I got knocked out. Like, I came in round – like, maybe place 80-something. Like, it was really fast. Like, my games were maybe two minutes, which is, you know <laughs> – Pretty pretty fast, which is normal for a battle royale. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's what you know comes to expect when you play in a battle royale. Exactly, so it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So super fun, super fun game. It's it's definitely like kind of a kickback and like play a couple rounds before bed type of game. And I'm curious to kind of get back into it, like when people aren't trying to win something. <laughs> so yeah, really great game. So been playing that, and you and I have been playing a lot of Destiny too lately. Yeah. Yeah. So, jumping back into Destiny 2, I feel like we finally hit that point where we actually, like, have to grind stuff out, and boy, hmm. was that, like, a heart-wrenching, like, realization. Oh, when, like, yeah, when we're going and getting the, um, the, the, what's, what's that? The uh, Black Armory. Yeah, so at this yeah. point, we, um... We went through the Forsaken. We went through like the previous DLCs. So now we're actually like trying to catch up. Um, we're knocking out the Black Armory stuff, which honestly is like it's so Black Armory and uh, Joker's Wild, which are the two like DLCs out now for Forsaken. They're for the most part like end game DLC. So like if you're thinking about play picking up Destiny 2 and you're thinking about getting like these DLCs, honestly, if you don't see yourself playing the end game or actually caring about the end game, you really don't have to get the annual pass because that's all it really is. is just adding an extra thing for you to do during the week to actually like play the game to keep you going. Mm -hmm. So like our realization was like, we're doing this mission to unlock a forge and we're like, yo, why this is feels really grindy right now. Like, why are we doing the same thing over and over again with zero story context? Right. Zero by the way. Like, you yeah. get some dialogue with the new character, Ada, but it's pretty sparse. And you get, like, a little bit of of Spider, the the guy from the Forsaken DLC, but that's about it. Yeah, so we, we, we had to sort of course adjusted, and, like, I guess at this point we're not gonna marathon through the content like we were with Forsaken and, like, the other DLCs, which actually had story, like, missions and everything like that. 
Um, we're just gonna like actually play it proper, which is like do some of these missions week by week, which I feel like with some of these games coming up, it's gonna be a little bit harder to do. But um, I mean, all in all, I'll say this: I en- I'm enjoying my time with Destiny 2. The gunplay still feels really good when I have when I have exotic weapons or armor pieces that drop when they happen to give us those. Um, they feel like it's game changing. Like I could make a build around these exotic pieces. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, shout out to Bungie, you know, for, for, for doing that. Shout out to them, to, for them like separating from Activision. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, like with them self-producing the game. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm actually super curious to see. What this game is going to really look like, uh, you know, with, when they're free of, of Activision and and seeing what what they've got in store for everybody. I mean, even in the the video, the VDoc, or I think that's what they call their documentaries, right? Like their mini yeah. things. Um, they even make mention of like, hey, we're, you're going to you will see a different destiny here, which is exciting. Yep. Yep. So good on that. Um, besides that. We've been playing, <laughs> we've been playing Apex Legends as like a palate cleanser for yes. the night. Whenever we get frustrated with Destiny, we're like, "Yo, I'm, I don't want to go to sleep, you know, frustrated. Let's, you know, pop in Apex and let's see what happens." Yep. And Absolutely. like, I'm not sure if we've like delved into Apex Legends, but guys, 50 million players already after a month. I've, I've, I've wanted, I want to think you've heard of it, you might have played it already, but. Apex Legends is another battle royale from Respawn, and those are the guys that made Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are no Titans, but you do have a lot of like the mobility of the Titanfall games. Uh, no wall running, but you can like you know uh, scamper up walls. Uh, you can like take zip lines and like do stuff like that. So you're you're really mobile. It's a fun game. Um, they did do a patch recently that sort of nerfed certain guns, mm-hmm. so that's interesting to see how like the meta is going to change up. And um, they've added a new weapon. Mm-hmm. The I think it's called the Havoc. It's the like Havoc, a, right? Yeah, it's like a um, it's it like, uses, a, mach- like a machine. It, yeah, it's like a machine gun. It uses energy. Yeah. Weapons or bullets. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, there's. Rumors of a uh, a new pilot. I think they call them pilots, right? Or are they calling them? What yeah. do they call them in this game? Legends. Legends. I yeah, yeah, I think legends. Yeah. So uh, there's a new legend that's uh, sort of like popped up through someone, you know, looking into the code of the game. So we may see something about that pretty soon. Um, and their battle pass uh, got announced. It's gonna be ten bucks, and I think at some point it'll launch soon. No exact date, or at least. Not, not that I know of. Right. Yeah, I don't recall seeing a date specifically for it. Yeah. So, I mean, what your what are your impressions of Apex? How do you feel about it? I like Apex a lot, which is something I wasn't expecting to because the way they announced it, it was like, you know, hey, it's Titanfall 2, but without Titans. And that was like a big, you know, what the hell for me. But, you know, actually playing it, the, the gunplay is fast, it's fluid, uh, you get a lot of variety with the with the weapons and with the encounters. It's, it does what a great battle royale does, which it makes every single game feel completely different. I think that's the key to all of these battle royale experiences. Um, because, I mean, your game can be as long as, you know, 
25, 30 minutes or as short as like a minute or two. 30 seconds. Like, or 30 as, seconds. As soon as you drop. Like I've, I've seen like fist fights, like, you know, fight clubs happen where a bunch of teams show up in one spot. No one has a gun, but everyone wants to fight. So mm-hmm. it's, it's quite hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things where, you know, it it, it does it, it perfects the battle royale formula. I think it's my favorite battle royale that I've played yet, which is saying a lot because, I mean, I've generally they've come out and I've enjoyed them. But like, you know, I've kind of been, you know, I play them for a little bit and move on to something else. And this one is kind of like a cool one to kind of go back into, you know, every now and then. And like you said, a palate cleanser. Yeah. So uh, definitely check it out, guys. It's free to play. And I mean, if you liked Fortnite, if you like PUBG, like this, I feel like what's cool about these battle royales that are coming out is that they all offer something that's a little different, or at least they try to. Yeah. So depending on like, like I have a friend who um, he loves the realism of shooters. So like PUBG, he gravitates more towards PUBG since it's a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Fortnite has its whole crowd. Like, that's... You, you can't knock Fortnite because it did what it did and it's popular. They're making money. And right. Apex Legends seems like it's a good, like... It's not realistic, per se. It's, like, more arcade mm-hmm. But it's not super goofy like Fortnite. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the key, too. Like, and, and it's weird because... So Apex kind of strikes, like, that balance between being like super self-serious but at the same time uh, kind of having a jokey manner like it doesn't go full borderlands on you you know or fortnite is a probably a better example but it doesn't go full PUBG either like yeah. like like wraith the the character wraith is such a an interesting so she's like the the one character who's kind of super serious because she's like you know i i hear voices in my head and like i i've seen all the past so there's only one out like i mean it's it's like that kind of character and yeah. at first you might like roll your eyes and be like okay all right but then everyone else but then you know pathfinder is like this stupid robot who's like you know if i <laughs> you know don't hold your breath if you have lungs like you know but it, but it's it's kind of charming though like in a way that i i mostly enjoy and not in a borderlands way where I, maybe that's Maybe not Borderlands. Maybe Battleborn is a better uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like Battleborn absurdity. You know, like it's it's that it's, super, it's not super self-aware. Yeah, yeah. It's irreverent, but in a way that is tolerable to me. So like, so yeah. I think they mood-wise, they they strike a really great balance, and that's something that Titanfall Two didn't like. It, it's it's it doesn't feel like a Titanfall game in that way. Like it functionally it feels like it like the good the gunplay and everything else like does kind of feel like that but in the in the locomotion of like of the, all the characters but the personality of the game is a m- lot more it has colorful a lot, it has a lot more personality definitely. yeah yeah for sure yeah so like i said check that out um i feel like every now and then you may uh and this is gonna be a plug for our facebook page so shout out to everyone that's liked or followed the page but on our facebook account uh once again should I play that, look that up, and, you know, like and follow us, uh, we'll stream from time to time. So that's something that I feel like we've we've done. Have we streamed Apex? I don't think we have. So at some point, we'll do that soon. So if you guys want to see that, let us know. Um, the page is sort of like another, like a regular page where you can, you know, you can message us. 
you can um you should be able to post like questions and stuff like that so if you want to see us stream certain things once again let us know um and you know we'll, we'll try and do it like I'm, I'm loving the feedback that we're getting from that page uh we're still brand new so like you know, it's, it's a lot of people that I like I, I've known or like I that's in like my immediate circle. But now it's to the point now where like I'm starting to see people that I have no idea who they are, like liking or, you know, maybe commenting about stuff. So that's cool, too. So shout out to you guys to the new followers. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to give that out. But um, up next, we're going to change the formula a little bit and we're going to go ahead and give, you know, our news spill. But it's gonna be more or less of like a rapid fire format. If um, uh, if it's something that you guys you know we talk about for a little bit, you guys want to you know continue the discussion once again. We're on Facebook. Uh, leave a comment and let's go ahead and discuss in the comments. Yeah, definitely let us know if you're liking this or things that we can improve on for sure. We're kind of workshopping some things and and we're gonna see what works. Yep. All right, so beginning of this week uh let's well actually the beginning of last week i guess or the end of last week uh dead or alive 6 came out and it's a thing so i i i guess i want to say i have a special place in my heart for dead or alive but it's a fighting game that um if i see people are playing or if i'm at a friend's house and like hey i have dead or alive let's play it i I wouldn't object to it but it's not like my go-to fighter Right. And what what is it that prevents it from being that for you? It's I, I sort of put it in a box with Virtua Fighter, but like it's a little bit dialed up. So it's not like it's not um Wait, are you saying you're not a Virtua Fighter fan? I it's it's, it's Virtua Fighter is like super like it's it's so plain cut to me. Oh man. So this this, it, this will be a long discussion. <laughs> oh shoot. Yo, so <laughs> I, and like, and, and I'm not, and I'm not, you know, um, like discounting like any of these games, Virtua Fighter, Dead or Alive Six. Like, I know that you know there's some sis, like the way the game works and like the fighting system. Like, I'm pretty sure I know it's gonna be like it's it's mechanical. It's just right. it's 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 just not my cup of tea. Like, it's not my uh, it's not my go-to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. For me, I will say that Dead or Alive is has has been a series that I have always admired for its its looks, and then by that I mean like <laughs> graphically. <laughs> yeah, let me clarify. Um, <laughs> I I find like it's it's a it's a game that has always I felt like had really pristine graphics. Like I know people are gonna laugh and say, "Oh yeah, sure," but like really, they they honestly have. At, at some point when we have sound effects, so I'm gonna put in the I, problematic alarm right there. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, look, I I am now all of that other stuff like whatever like I I it, it's borderline embarrassing to me but 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 to me it, it's always been like they like if you if you even if you remember Dead or Alive three on Xbox One I remember that game blowing my mind or the original Xbox I guess I should say thanks Microsoft um the like that game graphically like I remember it, it came out and it was like the one of the best looking games on that console for a really really long time. And it always had kind of pushed the envelope in that sense. Like, it's always a game that looked really cool. You had a lot of cool stages, and you could, like, throw people off there, and, like, ring outs were really fun. Um, It was always, like, a very bombastic game, kind of like like Tekken is. And 
and it was it was always like the more kind of kind of casual fun series to me and I, that's how i always took it not to say that there isn't a cool pro scene around it i have no idea actually i'm sure there is but it, it was a it was a game where mechanically it relied too much on counters and grapples um and and, and i was not super in tune with that and, and and that's been like that for the entire series it's always been a, a a series where the fighting mechanics have always been grapple or um excuse me counter focused like it's it it revolves entirely around that and i've just never that's why it kind of never is you know has made it up to that higher tier for me um so i'm kind of with you on that now virtual fighter i think is <laughs> one of the greatest fighting games of all time like and i'm a street and you already know i'm a street fighter guy like i i that is my favorite uh, fighting game franchise it's a, has a very special place in my heart but virtual fighter to me might be the best fighter like i've played like even if street fighter is my favorite virtual fighter is such a technical fighter it's it's based in like on real styles that like in in real life and it, there's a precision and technique to that series that i appreciate and i i I just I cannot handle any any negativity towards that series, Chris. I, I just, oh shoot! <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't handle it. No, um, <laughs> but but I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Dead or Alive. We were talking about Dead or Alive. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool that they added. Um. Like, I guess it's like a special attack meter, like a break gauge. So I feel like all fighting games are sort of leaning towards like some sort of like meter like every game has a meter now or like you could build up you could build up a meter you could build up a meter and like you could use it for like a special skill or um like a combo or something like that so i mean it, this wasn't something that wasn't dead or alive before i think it's brand new you could be right about that it's been such a long time since i played i think i did play dead or alive 5 uh but very briefly so yeah you you could be right about that yeah, so um, once again, shout out to them releasing another game. And what's interesting is that um, I, I don't want to say like I don't want to like diminish the sales or whatever the game, but there is going to be a, a free to play version yeah. uh, sometime in the future. Ninety bucks for all the costumes, or something. Oh, yeah, like no yeah. ninety. Is that ninety bucks for all the costumes, and is that including the season pass? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you would hope, right? Like, but that's ninety bucks if you want to buy everything, right? Right, everything. Who that's wants? Everything. Who wants to buy like? Oh, who wants to buy su- everything? You'd be surprised. Um, uh, someone who really likes Hitomi. I I guess like that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. If I mean, if you're a big fan, go for it. Spend the ninety bucks, but yeah. at least for me, it's normally like a like a couple of characters I'll you know buy costumes for and stuff like that. So I. have I don't see the wrong in having like the paid like cosmetics. Granted, you have that whole discussion. Oh, it used to be something that was free in the game. Mm-hmm. It, times are changing. If they if they're planning on making this free to play, like I could I could see, you know, the reasoning of doing that. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. So uh, next up, um, and this is more or less of a shout out. But uh, once again, Devil May Cry 5 released last week, and we've been getting a lot of feedback about it, which is pretty cool. You know, and granted, yes, I feel like it's a big game, and it has been getting pretty good reviews, so, like, it's a really solid game. Uh, If you're into the whole, you know, action beat-em-up games, definitely pick it up. 
Um, but the way my bank account set up, <laughs> I, we we I, I will say this right here. You know, we, we will play this game. Like eventually, we we are going to play this game, or at least I know I'm going to play this game. I don't want to speak for you, Chris. I'm, although I'm, we've sort of talked about this before. You're interested yeah. in in the game. Yeah, at some you point know. I definitely want to pick it up. So. Yeah, I think we I think what we should do is we should definitely pick it up and we should do something with it at some point. Um, I, right, I, right. I feel like that'll definitely be a good game for one of us to stream. I'll probably stream it at some point when I get it. Right. Um. So this is more or less shout out to. Everyone in the, you know, in the fandom that's been like, yo, Chris, Rod, what you think about this game? Yeah. I think it looks, we look, we think it looks great, but it's something that unfortunately has to be, you know, pushed back, you know, down the road. Yeah. Just, just a little bit though. Like I, you know, we, we will get into this game. Like I, rest assured, if you want to hear our thoughts, you will get them. I promise. Now, granted, if you guys, you know, if someone from, you know, Capcom wants to slip us a code, if someone wants to be generous and be like, hey, yo, guys, we got you. Here you go. I, I'm just saying, we, you know, I want to <laughs> turn it down. Yeah, no. No, never. <laughs> so that's that for Devil May Cry 5. Um, <laughs> next up, speaking about Devil May Cry 5, this has been something that's just been on the internet. Like, I, I brought it up to Rod, and he's like, yeah, like, I've read this up. I've read this, and I've heard it from numerous places, but... For some reason, a lot of people feel like Capcom. They're on the up and up right now. Like, yeah. If it's not, if it's not including a fighting game, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. I mean, we got Devil May Cry Five. We've got Resident Evil Two. We got Monster Hunter World last year, um, which topped a lot of Game of the Year lists, and I think is one of the best Monster Hunter games created. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Capcom is doing a hell of a job right now with a lot of its key franchises that is not named Street Fighter. So, like, that's that's awesome. Like, that's I, I, I love that. They've really turned it around. They've they've gone for people. People, you know, used to say, you know, uh, Crapcom this and, you know, but they're they're doing some really cool things right now. Like, I I'm enjoying their output. Yo, Capcom, where's my Mega Man Legends 3? I'm kidding. One one hurdle at a time. One one miracle at a time. So, yeah, we think that's cool. Capcom, keep doing what you're doing. Um, You know, it'd be cool for them to, I guess, fix things on the fighting game side of things. But like you said, like, it's, you know, one step at a time. Um, Whoever's running the other half that's, you know, worrying about their IPs, yo, you're doing an A1 job. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that that space is evolving. We've got, you know, we've got Dragon Ball Fighters, um, you know, coming out and really making a huge splash like Arc Systems is really just killing it right now with that game. So I think Capcom is is is, and I hope hopefully they are taking lessons from what it takes to keep an audience engaged with its content. Um, Same thing with. Of Tekken, Tekken has their season pass too. That, Thank you. you know, yeah. Released recently. Yeah. You know, sh- shout out to Walking Dead. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Norman Reedus. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, and then also shout out to NetherRealm with what they were doing, what they're doing now with Mortal Kombat 11. Like I feel like what they're doing with their, um, like their previews and like how they're hyping up the game. Like that's how you hype up your game. You say nothing. 
until literally like a month or two before the game release and like you just drip feed us stuff every week until the game comes out granted you know knock on wood don't be surprised if there's like a hey we're gonna push this back a week or push this back a month like if it comes out hey that's even better on their half but um if they happen to push it back i wouldn't be upset compared to other developers that announce a game and you know push it back you know a month or two push it back like a season or two push it back another year that's why i'm looking at you crackdown three but um hmm. nether realm like that's you know you guys are doing it right now and like and they're engaging with the fan base too like uh a lot of like cosplayers that i know like they're submitting their work and like they're being recognized on their social media and also on these live streams so yeah yeah, Capcom. That's awesome. Like you have notes, you have like your peers doing the right things. So, yeah, you have you have the blueprint in pro- in place. Mm-hmm. You just got to execute it. So, I th- and I think they can. I think they can do that. Street Fighter Five has been out for quite a while, so I think that they're they're they'll get their bearings on that. Yep. All right. So next up, uh, with this being released on the fifteenth. The Division 2 is officially released. Once yep. again, one of these games that, like, has those little wonky release schedules. So, of course, if you, you know, dropped, you know, extra money down, you could, you you know, you would have been playing this game a couple days in advance. So, I know some people, you know, shout out to, um, she's been on the stream. Uh, what's her name? Is it, uh... Subject T. Subject T, shout out to you for, uh, for, you know, being on the stream a couple times. And then also you're playing uh, Division right now, so you're gonna have to show us the ropes once we pick up our copies on um, today. Um, what do you think about Division Two? Just I guess like quick impression. Um, really similar to what I was saying last week, and you know it was it's it's a it's a really solid game that I think Massive did a great job of of improving on the what they did with the original one and i i'm really looking forward to seeing like if that follows all the way through like what their end game looks like it is already super interesting we kind of got into it last week but the end game is already really interesting and for me to be looking forward to the destination already uh having not, not played much of the journey like i think that that's super that's cool. a lot yeah and yeah. Um, there's a couple of uh, like streamers that's you know of course they've had the game a little bit earlier than that, and what's interesting is that some streamers are like doing like marathons, they're playing through the game, uh, streaming like thirty odd hours, and they still have like side missions and stuff to do. So yeah, and I hope I, I hope it's meaningful. I hope it's not just like side content for side content's sake. Like that's that's my thing is that like I don't want a bunch of content like a useless content. I want content to actually matter. Uh, which I feel like is hard to do in loot shooters because, I mean, people want to provide you with content, period, because they know that you're going to pl- probably be playing it, like, week to week to week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just it's, a lot of this stuff is just wait and see, right? Like, let's see. I feel like with this, like, it's all about the pacing of how you do it. Yeah. With a lot of the side quests, I realize that it's more or less, like, if you're, you know, you get a main mission, but then two side missions pop up, those side missions are giving you um like extra points to upgrade your talent trees but then they're also right. giving you blueprints so you could craft stuff mm. so like if you're playing in that order of you know doing a main mission knocking out your side quests like you're i feel like your end game may be a little bit stronger because you have all that extra stuff already right yeah 
That could be true. So yeah, definitely, you know, you know, figure that out when you guys are playing. Uh, if you guys are into loot shooters, it's out today. Go ahead and pick it up. And um, if you pick it up already, let us know what you think in the comments. So uh, this next story is uh, pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, Fortnite. It turns out that a lot of the Switch players they figured out that they're only being matched up with other Switch players and mobile players. Like they're not in that giant pool of PS4, PC, and Xbox. Which yeah. you know that's the whole. That was the whole you know debacle of yep. hey. This is cross-platform. Like, we want to play with everybody. Yep. So... cross-play gone wrong. Yeah. So, Rod, what's your... What are your takes on that? Cross-play gone wrong. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's really, really bad, honestly. Like, I, I, I don't quite... I don't quite know what exactly is going on right now. Like, the story, you know, is... Um, so fairly fresh to me, but but I, I think that it is obviously a shame anytime you are able to do something and all of a sudden cannot. I also think it's super important to note that if you have friends on a different platform, that's PS4 or Xbox One, you can play with them. They have to invite you. You don't you can't just randomly match make with those players anymore. Okay, so yeah, so that's that's a good note because I'm pretty sure, you know, that story could be twisted and become it could become sensationalist. Right. So right. that's a really good point. That of course, if you're playing with your friends that are on other consoles, you can still play with them. It's just naturally like you're not being paired up with, you know, other people on right. those other consoles. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a real bummer. Like I mean, even if it's random, like you want to be able to do that. You know, there's no guarantee that you'll be able to play with your friends all the time and you want a bigger pool of players to play with, right? Um so I definitely want to look into this a little bit more and and find out what exactly this means and why this is happening. I don't quite know yet. Um but yeah, something I'm definitely interested to keep an eye on. I'm always interested when it comes to the crossplay thing and like how that will affect kind of the future because I have a feeling that Nintendo or Microsoft, they're really going to be kind of like the ones to kind of get together on, on a lot of this stuff, especially Microsoft. They've been very adamant about cross-play, which, you know, given their position in the industry right now, like, that's not a super surprise. And given what we've sort of talked about before with the Microsoft um, and their Play Anywhere initiative, like, you know, this kind of, like, plays into all of that. So I, I want to pay more attention to this for sure. And just in case anybody from Epic is listening to this, yo, I have a side story about this. Um, okay. uh, a friend of mine back when, you know, the whole crossplay thing wasn't really a thing, um, I decided, I found out that, you know, my PS4 account couldn't be put on my Switch account. So, like, I'm hanging out with a friend. He's like, oh, you can't sign in? Let me go ahead and sign on, sign in onto my account and you can play then. So just thinking, all right, cool, whatever, he can sign in. I can you know, hopefully sign out. All things will be fine. Um, turns out I can't sign out of his account. Like, I, I'm still tied to his account somehow. So mm. uh, Epic, please make it so that it's easy for people to, like, fix that. Because I, I know now you, if you had an account before a certain time point, you could merge the two accounts. But, like, I can't even get to that step because I'm still signed into a friend of mine's account. So that's just 
for anybody at Epic or if anybody that actually really plays Fortnite, if they want to say in the comments, hey, Chris, this is, you know, the fix for that. I'd appreciate it. It'd be yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So last up, last uh, news story for the week. Well, I guess our Spitfire news story is uh, we posted this on the Facebook page uh, a couple days ago, but uh, Gearbox on their Twitter page decided to sort of, you know, tease us a little bit. And uh, they have like a stop sign, not stop sign, but like a um, highway sign that pretty much gives the date and I guess time of when their uh, PAX East panel is going to be. And mm-hmm. it's like in, it's basically like in Borderlands font. And it's right. exit, and it's exit three. So, ha, uh, ha. You sort of see what they're doing there. It's, yep. uh It's not Half Life three. It's possibly you know Borderlands three. You're probably gonna get something from that. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you what do you feel about Borderlands three finally like coming into the limelight? I mean, it's as a very very casual Borderlands fan, I think it's cool. Like I I did play the first one extensively. And, you know, uh, Gearbox has been a studio that is kind of just up and down for me, but I feel like Borderlands has been, like, the one thing that I would want from them, for sure. Like, so, uh, like I was was telling you, like, off-air before we just started, like, I am sort of surprised that it's coming so late. I I feel like it's got to be a game that releases this year, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this this game has been rumored like a year or two ago like it, it i imagine that it, it's got to be far pretty far in development like these consoles are winding down it, it seems late late in the generation but i mean cool I, I, i'd say early 2020 really now, now granted if they want to pull the whole hey you can download it now no i'm kidding They're not gonna no say way that. but <laughs> if they say something like you know it's you know this this uh this holiday season that'd be cool but I don't know. I can see them like pushing it to like early 2020. You don't think it'd be like a September, October release? I can see it being like a January, February release. Okay. Okay. But I'm excited. I I've um I don't know. I have like a weird experience with Borderlands through or like just Borderlands in general. Um. I I played a lot of them. Like I played through the first one. I want to say I played all the DLCs on the first one. With the second one, I played through some of the DLCs. And then honestly, I haven't really touched uh, the the pre sequel. Like I didn't really play that one. But like I love I love the franchise. I love like the drop in and out co op. I always think that's cool. And the humor, the humor of the games are just. I mean it's as I mean it's 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 sort of like uh, I'm not gonna say. I like, guess it's, it's sort of like a, like. Deadpool's humor, like it's really like off the wall, like fourth wall breaking, like it's really mm-hmm. self aware of what like it is. Meta humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so more or less, like let's let's see what let's see what happens. Um, if they if they happen to announce it. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So that's it for the news this week. Uh, next up, we have two topics that we sort of want to dive into a little bit more so we'll talk about them a little bit longer um i feel like this first topic is more or less a teaser of what's to come because we're not really we don't have like a bulk of the information it's more or less speculation of what's going to happen and then the next one's more or less of a discussion but um with any of the news topics that we talked about this week 
go ahead and leave in the comments what you like, what you want to talk about. And the same thing with the topics that we're going to get into. What do you guys think? So, uh, Rod, you want to go ahead and, and start up the next section? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So what we're kind of going to talk about here is a little bit of the Google keynote that will take place next week. I want to say that is on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday. And it's very exciting because it will be – what it, people are speculating is Google's foray into the – I want to say console space or at least the the console manufacturing space. I mean, who knows at this point what it's going to be, if it's going to be a streaming box, which a lot of people think will be possible because they just did uh, some tests last year, I want to say, with some of their streaming services where they were streaming like Assassin's Creed, which is funny. That will play into something in like the next minute or so. But they were streaming like a bunch of games using the Chrome service. You know, and, and te- doing a lot of testing in that regard. So it could be a streaming box, it could be a physical box. We don't know at this point in time, but we're very excited to find out. Google has actually released a teaser, tra- kind of trailer for its keynote. I want to say, and uh, it's it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Like I am quite interested to see what they're going to bring to the table. We haven't had an actual like reveal, like console reveal, in a long time so what is like one from a company we don't already know of so i think that's pretty hype uh what, what are you thinking chris wait you don't count the the soldier console oh good god <laughs> no i do not <laughs> i do not okay excluding the soldier console is that actually the name of it the soldier yeah console? You better put some respect on Big Draco's name, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What are you (laughs) – what what, what are you thinking about this this Google thing right now? Like what – okay, so, Chris, what are – do you even think that Google can come out with anything that is going to be worthy of all this fervor? So – my takeaway is that it's not going to it's not going to take away the market of people that want like a super powerful console that they want their physical media it's not for those people yet but it's more or less of the market that you know they have good internet they don't mind streaming stuff um like they like you know digital downloads like i honestly feel like this is going to be the, the Netflix of streaming or the Netflix of gaming mm. where you could just log into your account. They have certain games you can play. You'll connect to the service and you're good to go. Like, you know, of course, you know, uh, it falling down to your internet speeds and everything like that. So I feel like that's, that's, that's where it's really going to fall down to for a lot of people is if you have compatible internet and um, I'm, I'm excited because I've, I've sort of jumped over to the whole digital, you know, space. So, like, I have no problem, uh, like, if it's a game that I really want and I know that I'm really going to play, I'll most likely opt in for the digital version of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that I'm not too sure of or something that I can see myself wanting to resell to put towards something else, then I'll get a physical version. But, I mean, look at what Apple did with music, you know. Mm-hmm. It changed the game. 
Mm-hmm. Like when when uh, musicians like when they when they're talking about numbers of like how much they've sold, mm-hmm. it's not really about how much they sold. It's honestly about how much they streamed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's to say that they can't do that with gaming? What's to say that you know gaming now becomes a space where it's like the the barrier of entry, give or take, is a little different now. Mm. Like you don't have to drop sixty bucks to play a new game, and then like with how things are sort of like leaning towards the whole free to play thing. Like the yeah. the stage the stage honestly is set right now. Yeah, Look games as how, a service. Like right, games as yeah. a, this is it right here. This is you know games as a service. Um, now what I want to see is you know pricing on whether I mean they they I think is it sort of known that we're gonna have like some sort of box for it. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't know any of that. Yeah. Um, so I want to see pricing, of course, on that box. But of course, mm-hmm. like you said, there were tests on, you know, doing it through like a computer, doing it through that. Um, Google's huge. You could do it straight through your TV, possibly at some point. So uh, I just, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to give us. I, I think it's too early to say anything on pricing, but that's going to be a, a key thing. Is will this be? something that like will be affordable for people i don't think that google will release something that is going to be as pervasive as this like a just straight up streaming box and and have it not be affordable i i can't see them coming out with something like a 400 dollars box i i don't think that i mean obviously i should preface what i'm saying by saying i have no foreknowledge of any of this this is all completely speculation on my part but I, I genuinely don't think that we're seeing a $300, $400 box. I think we're seeing something that's like $100, $150, you know, streaming-only device, maybe something you plug into the back of your TV, like a Chromecast or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think that – and honestly, every time I, I – listening to you talk about it, I mean, you make wonderful points. Like, honestly, a lot of stuff I hadn't even really considered, like the comparison between um, Apple – and, and what they've done for streaming, like, I mean, I think it's it's super obvious, you know, now, now that you've mentioned it, but like, and, and I think that is, that is a great comparison. And I think that they're trying to do that exact thing. They're trying to do that, but for gaming, and I also think, think you bring, bring up a super salient point about games as a service and where gaming is going right now. Everything is a service. We've just, we just finished talking about tons of games that are going to be functioning as services dead or alive six that's going to be a service like basically if you're free to play hey buy you buy or play this game for free right now oh you really like this character buy this character or you like this costume like buy this costume for like five bucks or whatever the price is um the division two the destiny two these are all games as a service like the all of those games are like these loot shooters that are coming out now they, they they're live they are what they they are calling live games they are getting updates and changing every every week every month like they're not these are not static experiences that you're paying 60 dollars for and that's it that's what you get no like you're continually getting new experiences um constantly so i mean we're and we're, we're sitting here talking about these exact things that we are available right now i think chrome or uh, chrome i think google is c- gonna get into that space and I think they're going to use a very affordable way to, to do that. And I think primarily it will be streaming. Again, they could come out you know, next week. They can announce it. It could be a box. You know, I'm wrong. But if 
I'm Google and I'm thinking I'm I'm trying to be forward thinking here. The future is streaming. That it's that's just Definitely. what it it's yeah. that's just what it is. Like whether you're consuming it through Netflix or Twitch or you know cutting your cord. I just read an article the other day um, about you know there was a there was a, 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 a survey done where you know people cutting the cord for tele for television cable television had more than doubled what they were expecting to to have so like i mean people are doing it much more i mean even hbo one of the most stingent like they, they are the most they they were the most conservative cable group in terms of like you will buy our package like we are never we are not going to stream they have hbo now and go like you don't even have to have the cable service anymore like that this is where we're going and i, I definitely believe google is following that philosophy so um, earlier you brought up a fact that it was interesting that they tested the service with Assassin's Creed, which mm -hmm. honestly, when you said that, the light bulb just went on and like I put the two and two together and I was like, oh, oh, that's what they did. But why? What's what's the connect with um, them testing with Assassin's Creed? Ah, Yes. Great segue, Chris. So what what happened recently was that Jade Raymond, who is an extremely prominent figure in the games industry, who has she's done she's done a creative lead on Assassin's Creed. She executive produced a bunch of uh, numerous Assassin's Creed titles on top of like she worked on Splinter Cell and Watch Dogs and got a lot of that uh, a lot of the Ubisoft games out out of the door. Uh, she was actually working on. I want to say it was Motive Studios. I want to say mm -hmm. um, so she rejoined EA, I believe, um, at a certain point, and was working on the new Amy Hennig game. That was a Star Wars game. I don't know if that was thirteen thirteen or what that was, but it was Amy Hennig. She was doing a Star Wars thing, and Jay Raymond was with her on that. It got canned, so now she has actually been she's joined google as a vice president we don't know of what but you would imagine that it is of the division that they have not named yet obviously she officially can't say what but that's super exciting because to me that's big name talent that they're trying to get similar to when you know amazon was, was courting talent with uh, amazon game studios you know and i think that google has the capacity to do even bigger and better things than Amazon did, um, you know, and, and I think that's a really good direction of where they want to go with their service or with their console or whatever it's going to be. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's extremely, extremely interesting. I'm excited to see it just exactly where it's going, honestly, because I mean, who knows? Like we, we don't know. It's all up in the air right now. So as much as I like hate, you know, bringing up rumors or yeah. like, all right, so you already know I'm going to go with this because yeah. I, I said it in the pre-show, but it makes so much sense to me right now. Like, mm -hmm. I'd be disappointed if this, like, doesn't turn into a thing. But, you know, like you just said, they're pulling talent from, like, major companies right now. So mm -hmm. they're obviously trying to build a team. They're trying to build a brand. Rod, who just retired from Nintendo? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Um, you know, it, our main man, Reggie, Reggie Fiamini, 
Bizame. Did I just butcher his name? Um, yeah, Reggie from Nintendo. The Nintendo of America president just retired. Retired from working, I think. And, and, and here's the thing. His step-down date is April 15th. Like, mm. mine's, like my, my mind is just being blown of, like, the potential hype of, like, him retiring so soon. Because normally when people retire, they normally announce it, like, a couple months out. So, like, things could, you know, you know, get, you know, transitioning could happening and, every, you know, all that is, like, really smooth. But for someone to retire that soon, it's pretty interesting. Sort of. It is interesting. Chris, I think it's interesting, but I don't I don't know if I see the correlation that you do there, but I will say that it would be pretty cool if he did walk on the stage and was like talked about kicking ass like he did with the Nintendo press conference all those years ago. Just imagine him walking onto the stage and saying, "Yo, my body is ready." <laughs> it it would be pretty good. I don't think that's happening, but that would be pretty good. <laughs> Alright, so that's why I'm going to end it on that because I feel like when you talk about, like, speculations and yeah. you guys know how I feel about this. Like, I try I try to, like, temper my expectations, but that just made so it made too much sense to me. Yeah. Like, I had to I had to say something about it. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, you know, we, we had to. We had yeah. to. But more um, or less, this is all like a teaser thing. This is um, like, like you said, they put out the teaser trailer. Uh, this is all speculation. Uh, it's yeah. like connecting the dots. Like you know that one meme of uh, of Charlie from "It's Always Sunny." Like that's oh, not, right. that's literally how I feel right now. Yeah, with the red string in the room, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So um, next week, you know, will be the keynote, and we'll have concrete facts, which is what I'd like to deliver to you guys. Uh, the facts. But every now and then, I made I made you know go off the deep end and sort, and sort of go into like the whole speculations. I try not to, but next week we'll have the facts. And that's what I like to report to you guys. Is the, actual, the, the stone cold facts. Right. So this is me pulling myself back in. I'm sorry. I, I got really excited just putting right. this together. Yeah. Alright, so next up, our last topic for this episode is uh, a little bit of, once again, more or less like a predictions slash reporting on news, but E3, once again, is sort of changing up a little bit this year. Yeah, again. Um, we have another major force, oh, yeah, I'd say major force, uh, dropping out of doing a quote-unquote, you know, uh, keynote speech. Like, they're now pulling out and doing their own thing, which EA, like, dropped out of the whole e so here's the thing. Wait. So here's my question. So they dropped out of doing a keynote, but they're still doing their own thing at E3. Yeah, they're doing their own thing, which they've been doing for the last, I want to say, couple years now. The last two years, it was called EA EA Play, and it's an event that is held. I want to say the Friday through Sunday, maybe Thursday through Saturday, something like that. It, it takes place during that weekend before E3. So the E3 press conferences had been starting on Sunday for the last few years and EA Play would 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 go that whole weekend up to Sunday, I believe. Um and then they would have a press conference 
like I want to say Friday or Saturday or something like that. Yeah. So I guess this is more or less of them like sort of, you know, adjusting with the times. Like I think I think one of the main reasons was that I guess they felt that financially like doing the whole keynote was a waste of money. Hmm. Maybe. It could be that. I mean, we don't know. We it, we it could have it could be that. It could be that like Sony uh, EA might have some pans in the fire that they're not ready to reveal yet. You know, they're not really ready to I mean, they're going to talk about what? They're going to talk about NBA 2K20. They're going to talk about Madden 20 like and they might have some things that are not ready to be shown yet, which I think is entirely why Sony is not coming to E3 this year because they don't have anything to show. They showed everything that they were going to show during E3 last year and during um, – did they – I think Pairs Games Week. I don't even know if they did the experience last year. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah they, they opted out of doing the PlayStation experience, yeah. which, which I, I find it funny is that – the last time they had the PlayStation experience, they're like, hey, by the next time we have the, you know, next time we'll do the PlayStation experience, you know, changing your name will be a thing. It's still not a thing, guys. Still... <laughs> uh, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I really do think that this is a, it's a quiet year for the industry in terms of, of upcoming releases or things that like teasing things that are going to be like another year or two out because i think things that are another year or two out are on another console entirely um so you know we're going to start seeing a lot of cross-gen we're going to start seeing a lot of um you know we're i i honestly think that the next time we hear from sony it will likely be something platform related um i'm surprised i'm honestly kind of surprised we haven't heard any sort of rumors on hardware now like we're getting like the base level of things like we just heard the other day about um a what's the studio that does batman i'm blanking um batman the arkham series oh my god oh shoot now i'm blanking oh (laughs) yeah i i can't think of their name but the um but those guys like that that studio they were they're recruiting right now for like multi plat or a multi-platform i want to say next generation consoles like i mean these these LinkedIn profile job descriptions are Rocksteady. Kinda... I had to Google it real quick. Thank you, thank you, Rocksteady. Um, Rocksteady, you know, there we know that they're developing in next gen right now. A lot of these studios are, so it's an in between year for the industry. It seems like, um, you know, will that it, for everyone that isn't Nintendo really. So, I, I, I'm I'm assuming that that has a part to play in it. You know, they just don't have anything worthwhile to show. Um, they were they in a press conference. They do because obviously they'll still be there, but it's not going to be like a big keynote. You know what I think? I feel like um, a lot of these companies they're adjusting to the times. They're trying new things, doing new things, doing things that seem to work. Right. So Sony, I feel like if they're going to announce a new console, I feel like it might be at the you know the the experience this year. I later feel like later in the year. Later in the year. When more things are concrete, they could actually, you know, uh, and I feel like by that point, people love to talk, people love to leak things. We'll hear more about it leading up to it since it's at the end of the year. Um, 
it'll be a cool way to like introduce it say hey um this is a system you know hopefully we could get uh like a date like sort of like what nintendo did nintendo honestly you know gave us a nintendo direct said hey this is the system i think they gave they gave us a date and i think they gave us a price point too didn't they I believe so. Like the very first time they revealed it? The very first time. It was literally a couple months out. Yeah, I think you could be right about that. So who's who's say that uh, Sony can't do that? And I think Microsoft, don't they have some sort of event similar to that? They do. They do. It's like X something. X in a number. X10, X11 or something like that. Yeah. So who's who's to say that, you know, know, these other companies won't do the same thing? Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, I think Microsoft they haven't pulled out yet, like of the of the show. So and and but, I don't know. But what's Microsoft gonna show? Halo. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. years of war. Years, yeah, yeah. I mean, um. Which I, I which don't get me wrong, I love to see both of those games, but I feel like it. Mm, I feel like at this point. Um, the talk right like the talk right now is all about like the hardware. So like what's coming. So, uh, Sony, I guess they're already set with you know, uh, Last of Us Two, um, Death Stranding. Like they yeah. have like their titles already. So yeah. like, the biggest thing that we're waiting for is going to be the hardware. Yeah, I mean Microsoft right now they're waiting on a bunch. I mean they don't have like a, they probably don't have a ton. Oh, they they probably they have a ton cooking right now. They just bought like four or five studios and all of those studios are come are going to have games like two or three years from now so they're not even close to really being ready to be shown i'm assuming um and and, and anything that they're going to make are not they're not going to be on xbox one like i almost can guarantee that like it's i don't think that's happening and everything that those studios are making like everything they announced last year during their press conference of like oh man look at all these like studios we bought like in 2018 well, I don't think we're seeing anything from them until like at least 2021, maybe. Like, as, which, mm-hmm. as long as these games aren't using the power of the cloud, I will be fine. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe they talk more about services. Maybe they pull out of the show entirely. Like, and then it's only Bethesda and Ubisoft. Hmm. Yeah, I honestly, my prediction on E3 is that unless Maybe next year, if they go back to doing their keynotes, right? I I feel like it's the the whole dyma- dynamic of E3 is sort of gonna shift because like remember a couple of years ago it was they went back to being like the whole oh it's press only like it's you know super inclusive it's uh them honestly it's them showing their you know uh their shareholders that hey like this is what we have cooking up and what's coming out yeah it's it's a business it was always yeah it was a business event first and foremost yeah so like over time it then they opened it back up to the public um then they opened it up to a lot of you know uh you know gaming personalities you know content creators like it opened up to them so i just think like just over time it's it's honestly like a festival yeah it's it's another pax like yeah you know, like at, the, at this point, and I mean, a lot of people were saying that even the first year that it opened up, like I mean, it's it's just another PAX, and and I think that's 
insanely accurate. Like, I, obviously, I've never been, but from everything I've seen and read, like it's that's what it looks like to me. Uh, it's what it feels like uh, from what everyone else has said. And I mean, really, do we need E3? I feel like that this conversation is like, you know, it's been had before. But I mean, I think it's also relevant. Like, do we really need E3? I don't think we do. Like in in our current day and age, I don't think that we need what E3 gives us, which is, you know, all access to you know all of these amazing games i think we get that through nintendo directs sony experiences microsoft uh you know their uh, x whatever their name their number is like you know their exclusive things ea play you know everyone has their own thing even paris games week is like it's become like kind of a big deal in terms of what people are showing there like we get every there there are consolidated avenues and channels to get the content that you get during e3 any other time of the year and i'll say it's also like with what we're doing right now like content creators like we a lot of people come to to us and will like take our opinion and like form their opinions off of it so like that's the next level is just uh getting information out to people like us to then bring it out to other people like it's it's i mean it's becoming like a whole different i guess business model well i mean i mean i I, nintendo has been pioneering that they've been doing that with their directs at at some point they were like no like we're not doing this whole e3 charade anymore like we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to tell people what to expect when like on our terms when we want to we'll tell you maybe a day or two in advance and say hey we're dropping this you know, Animal Crossing direct, you know, tomorrow at 9 a.m. or Pokemon. They just did Pokemon the other day, like, you know, the, you know, the other week. That's what they do now. And they don't need they don't even need the content creators, really. Like they don't they don't need anyone but themselves. And I mean, the, the content creators are great for like hype and, you know, reaction videos or whatever. But like, I mean, they you're you you control the narrative like the company you being the company like you're controlling the flow of information and not to mention you're not cluttered up against 15,000 other developers and publishers trying to you know push your title in front of of everyone's face like if you do i mean if you notice the week before E3 we there are significant game announcements that happen like the week before you yeah. know because it's like right, let's get out in front of this so like everybody's talking about our stuff like for a solid week until E3, the, the you know the the avalanche of games comes out, and then all of a sudden you've got you're talking about 30 games instead of just your one. Yeah, and like I'll say that, um, man, shout out to G4 and like Tech TV. Remember those days? I do. But uh, that you you saying all that just sort of like brings back a flashback of I'm not remember I don't remember which show if it was like X Play or Attack of the Show, but. There was some segment I remember of um, of like uh, Sony Santa Monica, like them like preparing for them doing like an E3 reveal for God of War, and like the scramble of like them, they they're already working on the game, but then they have to like then take a team to separately make a quote unquote E3 build to show off, and like that sort of like messes with their whole flow of them developing the game 
So yeah. instead of having to take a team to make some sort of like two to three minute gameplay demo, uh, sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes some things that aren't really in the game won't look like that. Cough, cough, Ubisoft. Um, they can now just focus on what's really there, what they're really working on. And like you said, like they control the narrative. They don't have to piece together something that's you know inorganic like they can actually show off real gameplay of something yeah yeah i mean you made a you know that's a good point too like the g4 and tech tv like the the covers that they had of these shows like that was great and 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 at a time when that was necessary yeah but now like everybody's got you know high speed 4k you know you know, internet, like we can stream all this stuff. We could direct, you know, you could get a direct feed of a lot of this stuff, like on your own time. A lot of this stuff is on demand when you want to watch it. Like, you know, it, it's the way that E3 is being delivered is going to change. And I, I, this isn't exactly an original opinion or anything, but like, you know, it, it was the writing was kind of on the wall, like for the past few years, especially when, especially when Nintendo started doing directs because. That was quite innovative, like in, at least in the industry. Like everybody was kind of adhering to like this strict guideline of like, all right, we do we reveal this here at this event, and you know this 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 and this. But it's like you don't have to do that anymore. The the, the industry, the media industry, is changing in such a way that E3 as it is now is is a relic, and it that's a little sad to think about. But at the same time, everything has to change, you know. Yep. And you have to evolve with the times, so. Yeah, so they they we're definitely seeing that this year, and I feel like this is the the beginning of that shift towards whatever they plan on doing. Yeah, exactly. So more or less, we'll get more news about E3 just leading up to the event. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. But once again, guys, this is I I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys think about like how you feel about E3. What do you feel about like these companies dropping out and changing up the game? Uh, do you care? Uh, honestly, at the end of the day, do you care? That's the real point. Uh, we that live is in a, a great point. Yeah. We live in a day and age where, like, you have to make a point. You have to be loud about it. But then at the same time, you have to also think that another company is then going to take that limelight and that conversation's over for you. Like, right. people will then shift over to something else. So, honestly, I'm a fan of them taking what they, like, like sort of hoarding all that information and having your own separate event, like I feel like at that point, you know, all this they can spotlights on them, and it's more, you know, fine tuned to just like the conversations that we have, just talking about that instead of, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? Uh, what do you think about this? Like, there's so much noise during the week of E3. Yeah. That you know, like for us, you know, unfortunately we haven't been able to make it out there as like you know a group. But uh, even just, like, for us, like, just being, you know, at home and talking about it, like, yeah. it, that was, like, a stressful thing. So I can yeah. only imagine being out there and having to give out all that information. It's a lot. Yep, it is a lot. It is a lot. So uh, what's, we'll, we will see. We'll definitely see with E3. So with that, another episode's in the bag, guys. Uh, what do you think about what we talked about this week? Just all in all, 
uh, leave it in the notes, yeah. comments. Uh, say, you know, what you want to hear us talk about in the future. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, like I said, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, still working out other platforms, but you know, we're, we're you know we're trying to make the brand strong. So definitely, you know, shout us out. Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, we're on Stitcher as well. So, uh, Ryan, what are your what are your closing thoughts this week? Uh, definitely, you know, once again, appreciate everybody tuning in and everyone like if you if you're checking this out from the facebook posts uh definitely big thanks to all of you guys uh we have um <laughs> we've been posting some some things on there uh <laughs> so if you if you're coming from in from that you know uh, i hope that you know the episode that you've checked out you've enjoyed continue checking us out we're still working out a lot of uh, a lot of things here but we're having a lot of fun here and, that, and that's the that's the most important part please leave us feedback of any sort like it any sort of criticisms, you know, will definitely take and, and reshape, you know, shape the the show how like, you know, how it should be. You know, I think we're we're finding finding our groove still, but I I'm really happy with kind of where we're at at the moment. But we're always open for uh, for suggestions and, and and anything you guys have to say. Yep, and yeah, at the end of the day, like we do this, we we do this because we love it. Yeah, and uh, not only do we love this, but we also love gaming, and we know you guys do too if you listen to us. So, um, it's all about the community, and we're definitely trying to build that community. So we uh, watch it. I mean, yo, know, like I, I feel like we can never thank you guys enough for listening. We really can. We really yeah. can. So with that, the, that's another week of should I play that? Um, you know something I realized is that I realized that uh, like our like our call sign we. On the show, we normally go by Chris and Rod, but like our call signs—if you guys see us literally every anywhere else, like on Discord, PlayStation Network, whatever—I um, I realized that like the other day, someone was like, "Oh, like wait, which one are you? Are you are you Black Rod? Are you?" Uh... <laughs> so you can't now... tell by our voice. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, this is Chris and Rod, Black Rod and Custom Shrew signing out for another week. And guys, stay beastly. Peace out.